My name is Daniel Simo, and this is 14 Days, a project where I try to create an audio piece every day from inside Hotel Quarantine in Sydney, Australia. Today is day 10. And this is part two of my attempt to pick a footy team before I head back to Melbourne later this week. You can listen to the story from day nine if you want to hear how I narrowed the field and was left with four teams, all of them from Melbourne and all of them with long, interesting histories. It's down to the Hawthorne Hawks, the Richmond Tigers, the Western Bulldogs, and the Melbourne Demons. All of them have great team names. They run across the range of excellent mascots in the AFL. A predatory bird, a predatory cat, a cute but fierce house pet, and, well, a demon. As far as their uniforms go, there are no outright classics, but nothing too bad either. Melbourne's red and blue is stately but unambitious. Hawthorne's brown and gold is a little too Louis Vuitton for me. And I've never seen a real tiger with the kind of fluoro yellow that Richmond have in their strip. The Bulldogs, though, managed to take red, white and blue and give it a friendly family feel, which is impressive in its own way. Richmond do have one major advantage over all the others, though. Their team song is just a banger. Oh, yeah. We all, we all want it. We all hate hearing it, but we all want the song. And it's even better with the crowd. That's my friend George, by the way. He's the kind of diehard footy fan whose favourite artist is probably the guy who draws those caricature cartoons of premiership teams. He's been helping me navigate through the murky waters of footy fandom to help me choose my team. Now, the team song is one element of the AFL that seems truly unique to the league. And I'm not sure I quite get its significance. As a fan, when I hear the team song, what am I supposed to feel? Pride? Excitement? Depends on when you hear it. When you hear it at the end of the song, at the end of the game, it's fucking great because it means you've won. <laughs> oh, so they play, they play the songs when they come out at the start of the game. Each team gets one. And then at the final siren, whichever team won gets the song played. It's a victory song. Most of the team songs are frankly a bit embarrassing. They sound like they were written by an amateur Oompa band from the 1920s. But the Tigers? I mean, seriously, listen to this jam. It's got energy, the lyrics scan well. It even surprises you near the end of the chorus with a little chromatic run down into a brief key change right before the cadence. There. I mean, those are Brian Wilson moves right there. Let's give one clear point to the Tigers for the team song. Now, the four teams have enjoyed very different fortunes in recent memory. Hawthorne and Richmond have had a lot of success of late, having won six out of the last eight premierships between the two of them. The Demons and the Bulldogs, on the other hand, have been serial underachievers for a very long time. Of course, the Bulldogs did manage to win in 2016. But that came after more than 60 years of mediocrity. Melbourne are almost on track to beat that, with a losing streak of 56 years and running. I'm not sure what it says about me, but I must admit I'm attracted to those underdogs. I mean, Melbourne's apparent curse since 1964 is one of those brilliant bits of sports nonsense that I just love. Which makes it all the more ironic that both the demons and the doggies are on top of the table this year. Of course, This research is all well and good, but being a sports fan is not really a rational exercise. 
You can't choose a team like you choose an effective altruism charity. Sometimes teams sort of choose you, either because the support runs in your family or because something attracted you to them from an early age. And it's hard to let go of those attachments, even as an adult. I mean, am I glad that I was obsessed with Real Madrid as a kid, even though they were the team of the Spanish monarchy and the Franco regime? Not really, but I do know I liked watching Davos Sucre and Michael Laudrup play in the 1990s. Can I help it if I still sort of support the Orlando Magic to this day? Because I remember the joy of watching Penny Hardaway throwing alley-oops to Shaquille O'Neal when I was 11. Would I like it if they were not based in a Mickey Mouse town in Florida and owned by Betsy DeVos's family? Yeah, sure, that would be nice. But sports doesn't really work like that. So that's why I wanted to add this last element, where I watch all the teams play and see if anything grabs me about them. Just like Shaq and Penny once grabbed me when I was watching the NBA, or guys like Sanath Jayasuriya and Aravinda De Silva made me love the Sri Lankan cricket team. Maybe it's seeing a cool player. Maybe it's an attacking style of play. Maybe it's just the faces that their captain makes. The first team I watched was Richmond, who played Greater Western Sydney on Friday. And unfortunately, it's hard for anything to grab you when this happens. Richmond are getting spanked here at the moment, JB. And they have conceded five consecutive goals to trail by 55. It's amazing. Yep, Richmond got beaten badly. And they didn't even get to play their killer song. And then came time for the big matchup on Saturday. The Hawks were playing the Bulldogs. This one wasn't too inspiring to begin with. I heard this term a bunch of times, which is probably not a good sign. Bit of a grubber kick towards Mitchell Lewis, which he doesn't want. Another grubber kick. Another grubber kick eluded Waitman once more. O'Brien. The Bulldogs got off to a good start. But then the Hawks took over and ended up winning quite comfortably. But something interesting happened as I was watching the game. As the Hawks were building up a big lead, every time the Bulldogs would get the ball and string together a few kicks and passes, I'd find myself thinking, come on boys, let's get it going. Let's get a couple goals and even it up. I found that when Hawthorne was playing well and dominating, it didn't do anything for me. But the Bulldogs, for some reason, made me sit up and lean in, gave me a bit of energy, even when it went nowhere. And I think that's a sign that there might be a connection there. And finally, there was the Sunday game, where the Demons played the Crows. I liked the Melbourne team. They played with energy and flair, and I liked the look of a bunch of their players. But there was a big elephant in the stadium that I couldn't ignore. There were no fans at the MCG. And I found that I just couldn't judge things in such an artificial setting. The siren would reverberate mournfully across the empty stands. You could hear the players shouting at each other, and even the sound of leather smacking skin as they would take a mark. It felt like a practice session, not a real game. So here it was again, the old turd in the punch bowl to ruin the party. COVID. It wouldn't feel fair to judge all these teams watching them play in empty stadiums, since such a big part of the appeal of the sport is the chance to watch them live. 
George mentioned this himself when we talked. Man, I, I would I would love for you to get to that final four and then go and see each team at a game in Melbourne and 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 have a bit more of an organic choice at the end to go, wow, the banner, the song, the experience, it all tied in. So I'm not going to make any final decisions just yet, but I do think it will come down to the two downtrodden teams, the Demons and the Bulldogs. And gun to my head, I think I'd pick the Doggies. After all, I do have another connection to them. Like I watch the games when I'm at the pub and they're on and I always go for them, but I'm, I think you're either like a sports fan, you're not, and I'm not. So That's my sister so, Esther. She'd been living in Melbourne much longer than I had and at one point also decided she needed a footy team. And the general consensus from all the people she asked was the Bulldogs. That was in 2016, the year that they won, which made it even more special. But it was cool to like be given a team and, and for that team to like win for the first time in 40-some years or something. Mind you, it's not like Esther is a huge fan or anything. Do you know any players? Uh, Liam Picken. Um, Liam Picken. <laughs> I know him. I think, and I actually think, I'm not even sure if he's still playing. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, I didn't see him when I watched the game, but that's fine. Yeah, he, I like him because he looks like, um, he looks like Jim, Jim Halpert from The Office. <laughs> looks like a young John Krasinski. <laughs> still, a tenuous family connection is a connection. And hey, I might need to borrow a scarf one day when I go see them on a freezing Melbourne evening at Docklands. Until then, for the 2021 finals, I guess I'll just have to say, go Demon Dogs, as I listen to that banging Tigerland song on a loop. I'd like to thank my friend George and my sister Esther for being at the complete opposite ends of footy knowledge, and yet both being very helpful. 